I love people with sense of humor and that's one of the qualities I find the most attractive and especially if somebody can make fun of themselves I absolutely love I love listening to them I want to be friends with them you know so yeah sense of humor is everything to me and that ladies and gentlemen is your first host flow lately I'm just gravitating a lot towards humor and I'm just ready to have a big belly laugh I just want to laugh and that is my reason for the season I just want to have a good laugh and I'm hoping these 10 movies will do that and ladies and gentlemen that is your second host Tanvi <laughs> Hi and welcome to Movie Wala podcast. We are back and today we are talking about Chashme Badur. It came out in 1981 and the Prime Minister of India was still Indira Gandhi. I'm I'm sure if you didn't know who our prime ministers were ever, I'm sure we have kind of increased your general knowledge in that area. I'm sure people are always screaming at us. It's Indira Gandhi. <laughs> so the director for this movie was Sai Paranjapi. producer was Gul Anand and Jayashri Anand Mukherjee music is by Raj Kamal actors are Farooq Sheikh Deepti Nawal Said Jafri Rakesh Bedi and Ravi Baswani and the story is about these three Delhi university students of course i have to say Delhi university yay uh, who are on their summer vacation and they haven't gone back to their homes so they're just spending this entire lazy summer together and how one girl enters their lives and the story is about that all right so Let's dive in. First of all, we have to talk about Delhi, our first love, my only love in fact. <laughs> Delhi of 19 like pre 1990s because I think it's more because it doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. The one that got away. Right. It's it's such a beautiful take on Delhi. And you know, I have the soft spot for any movies that's set in Delhi, right? So even if it's the crappiest of crappy movies, I would still love it. It's the same with any movie set in New York, you know, even if it's a bad movie I'll still enjoy it. <laughs> so yeah, and this is one of those movies that has shown Delhi in such a great light. It has captured the soul of Delhi. The tree-lined streets, the wide roads, lesser traffic obviously because it was the 80s and it's just the charm of Delhi that it was. I am not even kidding. When I was watching this movie, I had this sweet pain in my heart like the pain which i feel when i look at like my college pictures or my school pictures or things like you know the time that has gone away and is not going to come back and i know that i associate really good positive memories with it that's the kind of pain i was feeling and that was because i felt like you know exactly what you said the wide roads the greenery the culture the you could see there was no smog there was no pollution there's no fog or whatever there were literally no people on the streets either <laughs> all the scooters from the 80s mostly in like the sky blue color there was something like most uncles had the sky blue color <laughs> scooters yeah. and uh, india gate and lodi garden and deer park and uh, all of these places were shown and i was like wow i it somehow you know there was this uh, my favorite hindi urdu word therav like you know delhi you associate a lot with things when they were not running like right now the delhi is running you know everybody is chasing something people are after like it's like any cosmopolitan city of the world mumbai bombay was associated with the fast paced life and delhi yeah. was like this I can go on and on like that's like that's why i started with delhi because i was watching this movie and i was like oh god they, and they, the the way they showed where these people live and where they used to eat the restaurant the rooms the staircase 
to their houses, the house in which Deepthi Nawal lived, the door, how it opened. And the setting of the house to the decor, the furniture, so Delhi. I could just, I could even smell it. Exactly. Like, I felt like they really put life into the movie with like showing the true Delhi life. And also coming back to uh, the house that you were talking about that these three bachelors, you know, students lived in. So it's Barsati, right? And it's a, I think it's a very Delhi term. Is it a Delhi thing? I think so. A lot of houses would have this top floor and it would just have like maybe one room and one little kitchen and terrace. So a lot of bachelors would live there in Delhi. So, you know, the movie opens with that. You know, these three students are living there, yeah. Yeah, talking about opening, again, the opening credits of this movie as well. They were so retro. I feel like they, uh, like, so far we watched two movies and both of them have had the opening credits have been so creative and true to the decade they were from and they still, like, seem... I felt like they put in more effort until certain time like even like the credits of uh, you know few movies that come to your mind is like Mene Pyaar Kya and Hab Aapke Kaun or mm. uh, where they put the credits in a way that you know you want to watch and it kind of stays with you I, I remember paying attention to who the people are who's doing what and I think it's at that age when I started remember how I said like I, I when I like movies it's not just like I like the main lead I want to know who did the art direction I want to know who did the production control uh costume makeup choreography background music I look at all of these things and I think I started retaining them when these people put in the effort to get my attention to pay I mean to pay attention to who was doing all this and if you make the opening credits or the closing credits super boring you know people don't have people are not going to read it like an essay like okay let me see who's doing what right so I would give credit to these creative ways of opening credits for me to like remember names down the line so yeah the opening credits kind of sets the tone to the entire movie in terms of the three students uh, personalities just the opening credits you know that you know it's it's what you would see in a bachelor's house you know so it has a lot of obviously it starts with showing Mahatma Gandhi and Lincoln and all these great leaders and then it switches to hot women in bikini and and then it moves on to musical instruments so you kind of know that it's about these three three men who live there with distinct personalities I thought it was really good and also it's a female director right such a well made amazing movie about three guys directed by a female director. Isn't that amazing? I think only Zoya Akhtar did that after that, right? Right, yeah. So, from Delhi and moving on to opening credits and then moving on to fashion. Uh, one of the first things that I noticed was this sweatshirt which uh, Ravi Baswani was wearing. Yes? Yes? <laughs> Do you want to talk about it? And it says SRCC. I squeal every time I see the movie. I know that he's going to wear the sweatshirt with CSRCC, <laughs> but every single time it comes up, I always squeal and I'm like, oh my God, Delhi University. It's Sriram College of Commerce and it's part of Delhi University and it's in the North Campus. And it's a, it's a premier college, actually, I think uh, for commerce, obviously. And a lot of well-known personalities from India have graduated from there. And she is from Dalat Ram, which is in the South Campus where I'm also from. Oh my goodness, Delhi Peak. <laughs> You guys have to look at Flo right now because she's literally jumping. (laughs) She's jumping as if like she's gone back to college right now. Oh God. I think in Delhi where, you know, every college has a sweatshirt and 
we just have same to- as here right like people yeah. here have sweatshirt yeah uh, so we have sweatshirt especially in winter delhi winters again oh god okay we're just going gaga over delhi <laughs> but anyway delhi winter every college student will almost always you'll always see them wearing their college sweatshirt because it's perfect for delhi winters it keeps you warm and it's stylish and you see which college you're from so yeah anyway yeah <laughs> all right <laughs> moving on okay next is Rakesh Bedi in his denim cutouts. He was wearing these really hot denim shorts, which are not shorts. You know that someone's cut them out of his jeans. And so Rakesh, so these were my some of my points, right? Like, of course, we spoke about the sweatshirt, and then there was Rakesh Bedi in denim cutouts, and then Farooq Sheikh in his lungi and kurta. You know, lungi is this uh, garment which a lot of Indian men, both in North and South India, South India they also wear it in their normal life, like going out in their everyday life as a everyday clothing. But in Northern India, they wear lungi mostly during night or you know they're uh, at home, like you know how people wear sweats and shorts in US uh, or in Western countries. Indian men would wear lungi and kurta. Kurta is like a long tunic. which men wear. So Farooq Sheikh was most of the time in that when he's home in the first half of the movie. So I was just like, you know, this is how you differentiate like these three characters. One was Rakesh Bedi and you could tell his posters on the wall were also like, you know, these sexy women and he's in his cutouts and he used to do headstand, you know, like I was amazed he was able to do a headstand. I was like, dude. And then you know Farooq Sheikh, he has like Mahatma Gandhi's photo. <laughs> on his wall and Aristotle and he's always like his nose is in his book and his friends are like always addressing him as a like an old man jo jawani mein budha ho gaya you know all of that and then there's Rakesh Bedi who's like middle midway who who meets them midway and he's like little bit of this little bit of that but mostly on his own trip usually So this is how I felt like their wardrobe was divided and then you see like how Farooq Sheikh when he gets you know a job and now he's in love his uh, wardrobe does a 180 turn and now he's in bell bottom jeans oh my god like one of his outfits was so super chic like it was like out of milan or italy like you know somewhere there it was this bell bottom it's not really like a very heavy bell bottom it's like a just a wide leg trousers he's wearing and then he's wearing a sweater which is little like balloon and he's wearing these sunglasses that is a velvet green sweater he looks so good he was so cute and i was like oh god like their wardrobe like just did a turn so uh this was about men's and like uh, of course we'll get to deepthi novel eventually because after that we are only going to talk about deepthi novel but i also felt like even the other people in the movie you know they all uh true to the indie movie genre this movie belongs to everybody was stylish but yet relatable so nothing seemed filmy their outfits were not filmy their outfits were very delhi very well dressed and very minimalist like they were super like you know how me and flo would dress if we were in delhi <laughs> so yeah you do want to talk about deepthi nawal clothes yeah for sure like you were saying it's very very delhi right? and also deepthi nawal herself is very she has her own style you know i mean if you see all her movies from 80s and you know she has her own style and she is very true to her style even in this movie and uh, she wears uh, so when we say delhi chic it's very uh, it's not like a bo- it's not like bombay's fashion delhi style is very unique in the sense you know we wear a lot of indian clothes I I don't know if that is true for today's generation but yes let's say until 19 like 2000s until until 2000s, 2000s yeah until we were teens that was true that's true yeah that was true so 
you can tell that you know she's a delhi girl or she's a bombay girl but not anymore but at that point of time so she wears very she wears a lot of indian clothes she wears like white salwars with bright dupattas and you know and yeah so that is her style she also repeats a couple of her outfits in this uh, movie which i really like like there's this one lehria print pink salwar kameez that she wears right in the beginning and then she wears it again later in the movie and i was like oh, i love when people repeat clothes and i also really like this one you know that imaginary sequence which uh, rakesh bedi has with her where she's wearing like this white sharara and he's like a shayar this and i was laughing my heart out in his narration so basically you know he's i should we give away the story or? yeah maybe just a little bit it's i mean if you guys haven't watched it too late this came out in 1981 <laughs> yeah we will try not to spoil it yeah we won't spoil it but yeah he's kind of like pretending to like tell a story he's not pretending to tell a story but he's pretending that he went on a date with a girl which he didn't so when he goes back to his friends he's like telling this make believe story where he apparently went on a date with deepthi nawal and then goes on and on and the way he narrates this story is like as if he was like uh, you know like a shire from like 1600s and she was like this beautiful woman who was just talking in like very very good urdu and it's just hilarious because rakesh bedi is hilarious the way the director has taken the movie is that you know the the first part is you know they actually show you as a as a viewer you know what happened when he went to meet deepthi nawal and then he comes home and he tells another story to the to his friends saying that oh you know actually i went and met her and then we did all this so it's it's funny for you as a viewer because you know both the sides you know what exactly happened and how he's twisting the story to make it into something else so it's hilarious <laughs> i was just mentioning that white sharara from that scene one other thing i realized after this movie is like you know how this whole pretend story rakesh bedi tells it just made me believe and then the next thing like when deepthi nawal comes to like sell a washing detergent to <laughs> that that's another hilarious scene but all of these scenes made me just realize like you know even the me- even the guys when they are not creepy right when they are not like they've got their morals and values right but they're just awkward like especially indian men are just awkward with women you mean right yes absolutely with women with so yeah i mean yeah of course with each other they are obnoxious it's with women they are awkward <laughs> yeah so like that whole washing detergent scene is so awkward like that guy he has absolutely no idea how to talk to her how to be around her of course it's endearing but it was just like i'm looking at them and i'm like oh god this is a disaster <laughs> mine but you know having said that it's chamko right that's the detergent that she's yeah. selling and chamko is so famous now in pop culture miss chamko so she is miss chamko that's how iconic this role is speaking of awkwardness so because they've already set the set the story in a way that this guy farooq sheikh is supposed to be a nerdy guy and then he's very cute so it kind of turns into an endearing scene but if if he was a creep creepy looking guy then it would turn into a whole awkward creepy guy trying to hit on yeah i think the only reason it doesn't turn into a creepy thing is because he doesn't say or do anything creepy he's just awkward like he just doesn't know how to talk to her what to do what, you know what not to do 
so and it's just you can tell like when the when the scene starts he's just not interested in her he just wants her to go he's like please go i have to study i have to go please go and then once she comes inside and then he starts talking to her and when you know he learns that she's a you know she does sing for a hobby and she's just doing this uh, job because she, her father wants her to support her hobby on her own so he's just so like amazed by her and that's when you see that you know the wheels are turning in his head <laughs> like oh she's interesting yeah from a boring padhaku he's turning into this romantic guy like he's just <laughs> so it's interesting because as an audience you can see like in just 2 seconds like how he's yeah changed. that's how well a good actor and a good director can turn a story right? exactly so that was pretty yeah that was something i really liked no miss chamko that scene the whole scene was on my list as well <laughs> Yeah, but now you call Chamko to a, a woman who really dresses very sparkly, right? You don't really call. So now Miss Chamko is someone who's like, who's like, if you're going for a basic lunch, you know, basic lunch where nothing is happening, it's no birthday anniversary, <laughs> and this friend of yours will like turn up in a kanji varam or something. Chamko is extra in a to this language. <laughs> God, why are you looking like Miss Chamko? <laughs> and one more thing that i really liked was you know all the attention to details that this director had put in uh, so the same scene that we are talking about he's to- super impressed by her and and then he says that he has besan ka laddu and he says you know do you want to try some and remember the scene he brings it in a teacup it's so single guys right yeah <laughs> so he takes a laddu and he puts it in a teacup and he brings it to her to you know for her to taste i was like oh my god this these are the attention you know that makes a movie great i also liked that you know she's doing a presentation of the detergent right so she's asked him to give her a cloth so that she can prove how well this detergent works and now they're sitting because the they're supposed to wait for 5 minutes and they've soaked this cloth in the bucket and now that's when all this conversations happening when he learns about her hobby and all that stuff and now after 5 minutes she's like okay i have to not laugh so okay <laughs> but how do i not okay <laughs> okay so basically she takes out this cloth from the basket bucket basket from the bucket and is like oh look how well this detergent works up yeah, this cloth is looking so clean he's like i gave you a clean <laughs> i gave you a clean cloth and then she's like what he's like why would i give you a dirty cloth you're a guest and that just is so true like how you were saying to like You know when people get the cultural nuances right there is no way in hell that somebody would give somebody who's come to their house a dirty cloth because that would mean that you have you you you're not clean or you have yeah. something dirty so in india appearances matter a lot you know it's how you show yourself as to guests so it has to be the best things when a guest comes exactly <laughs> i mean i know it's like when you say it like you know people who wouldn't get it would probably think it's politically incorrect but even if you're a bhikari you would be like <laughs> have a good clean katori <laughs> Oh my god. Okay, I'm I'm just going to apologize to everyone listening because I know this season is going to end up being like a lot Sorry. of laughter. But this is like self therapy. I wanted big belly laughs and I'm getting big belly laughs two times over. Okay. So, these are few scenes I also liked. Okay, so there was this one scene uh, where uh, you know now they are dating uh, Farooq Sheikh and Deepthi Nawal, and uh, he's asking her hand in marriage, or he tells her something like you should do this, and then he says, "I'm your lord and master," and I'm 
what? And then she also turns around and I was so happy that she did. She looks at him like, my lord and master. He's like, yeah, of course, means I care for you. Like I wouldn't want, you know, you to do this. And then he like kind of tries to salvage the situation. But I was just like, I'm your lord and master. But you can, I can see Delhi boy saying that. Like I can see. But I don't think Farooq Sheikh was an actual Delhi boy. No, he wasn't a, a arrogant Delhi boy. He was one of those good Delhi good boys. Delhi boys. <laughs> but with a hint of like misogyny just runs in the blood, right? Like it'll come up. It'll come up somewhere. <laughs> I like that, you know, they wrote Deepti's role so well that obviously she doesn't take crap. He says things like that. She calls him out. So that was really good. There was a very cute scene where he says, you know, I, you know, let's get married. And then she says, I need some time. How can you just assume that I'm going to say yes? I need some time. And then he asks her, so how long do you need? So they've just ordered ice cream. So she says, you know, oh, till till this ice cream melts or, you know, till I have this ice cream. Till I finish this. Tutti yeah. frutti. Yeah. <laughs> Tutti frutti ice cream. Chapter Tutti frutti khatam Yeah. And also one more thing I really enjoyed about this movie was how in those days, whenever there was a movie with Deepthi Nawal and Farooq Sheikh and pe- people would know what kind of a movie it's going to be. You know, they know that it's not going to be like a mainstream movie, you know, with all dishum dishum and songs and you know, all that, right? So I like that um, they use that to kind of, you know, create a lot of scenes and they were kind of making fun of the mainstream Bollywood movies as well. Remember that one scene when they actually, now they're seeing each other and they meet in a park and it's this really nice green, beautiful park and they're just sitting. When they sh- take the shot, it's almost like you, you, you think that there's going to be a song now because that's how Bollywood movies are right they show a park with the couple and you know there's a song and Deepthi Nawal tells him that exactly that she's like oh I think we should sing a song <laughs> I thought that was so brilliant <laughs> I I agree I agree yeah and then towards the end of the scene they hear music and then Farooq Shay says something like oh you know when somebody's in love I think you just start hearing music and then there's an actual song I was like well done they're not bashing yeah. mainstream Bollywood but they're just like you know using it to kind of yeah you know, like yeah giving it a side eye but then kind of acknowledging why they do that I thought it was amazing yeah <laughs> just like we like it but we are a little better than them like us <laughs> Yeah, right, absolutely. And then in one of those scenes, there's like uh, Amitabh and Rekha's cameo. When suddenly like where they are making that reference of boyfriend, girlfriend and then Amitabh Bachchan goes and like says, Rumal aapka gir gaya. And it was so good to hear Rekha's voice because I feel like there is something distinct about it. And as soon as I saw that scene, although that scene is like, you know, just put in there for them, you feel like this has been done before. And this was this, like this is the peak of Amitabh Bachchan. I know you were killer, dying on him on like Bombay to Goa. Now compare Bombay to Goa to this Amitabh Bachchan, it's like... Like poles apart. Yes, I agree. Peak Amitabh. It was like two seconds. Yeah, two seconds of Amitabh was like eye candy enough. But yeah. So that's just okay. One last scene. And I'm not going to laugh. But yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> this is when now there's like some last what Flo said. Like, you know, he asks her hand in marriage. And now they're going to get married. And of course, because it's a Hindi movie, there are going to be some problems here and there. So now there is some problem. And... Uh, Deepti Nawal's grandma has come to Farooq Sheikh's house. And now, first of all, she's this old, cute lady who's 
climb these stairs because they live like how uh, Flo said in the beginning most bachelors always live at the top floor so now there's old and Indian buildings do not have elevators old buildings don't have elevators especially if it's just like two or three floors nobody has elevators so now Leela Mishra who's playing the grandmother is gone and then she goes and then sits there and this is a bachelor's room so there are all these naked women and everything so Farooq Sheikh is like you know, trying to make sure these are not mine, my friends, this is not my wall. And then he points to like and before he can point to his wall, she's like, Ek photo Bhagwan ka bhi laga liya hota <laughs> The way she delivers that line is like classic. She's like she is very she when she looks at it, she looks at looks at the walls with very much like open minded mindedness. She doesn't like she's not judging them or going like ha or this or that. She's just like so yeah those were like these were the highlights but I think the whole movie is hilarious there is no you know there's no sad and there's no like there's no other element in this movie it's just like really very steady pace fast moving really good movie I'm so glad we didn't laugh as much as I was thinking but yeah <laughs> we did laugh but not as much okay what do you want to talk about music? Yeah, music, sure. We were talking about the opening credits and then, you know, after the right after the opening credits, it starts the, the camera. Oh my God, this director is amazing, actually. Okay, <laughs> anyway. So the camera pans and you would just hear a guzzle and it just goes and then you see these three uh, students who are just bumming one cigarette because they're students, they're poor, they can't afford to have cigarettes. So they just have one and they're just sharing the cigarette and the guzzle. I, uh, do, you, do you know the guzzle, um, Tanvi? Because I thought it was such a beautiful way of, first of all, introducing Delhi because I always feel like, you know, all these guzzles and everything, it just sets the right tone and then, you know, you see that. Was it Kahan Se Aya Badra? No, I think it was about some dua or something. It's not part of the soundtrack of the movie. I think it's a guzzle by someone else. So they're just listening to it on their record, record player. Oh... So it's supposed to be a guzzle by Mehdi Hassan. Anyway, so that's how it starts. But it's not, you know, the movie's original soundtrack. It's, they're just listening to a record. So that's how it starts. I'm just saying it just sets a nice tone for the songs to come. Because all of the songs have a little, you know, have a very classical, very Indian, you know. Yeah. I also like the medley, the parody song they did. They picked the best songs. They played such good songs. I, I, I'm a big fan. I mean, I, I, it's been a long time. Nobody's done a parody in Hindi movies. I feel the last one was, you know, that Hrithik, Karina and uh, Rani Mukherjee movie, uh, Dosti, Hamse Dosti Karoge or whatever. That was the last one I remember. I don't think they've done a parody in a really long time. Oh, and I yeah. love, love when there are parodies in Hindi movies. I think the last we did was like in Mene Pyar Kya, right? Maybe, yeah. But I think in Hindi movies, I think there hasn't been one since Mutsi Dosti Karoge. But yeah, in this as well, I loved the parody. And I, like you said, I liked most of the songs. They were all very classical, very rooted in the Indian, uh, you know, sense of mu- sensibilities of music. And they were nice. I think I've said this before when we were speaking about Ham Dil De Chuke Sanam. I like when you're able to like, because you need to bring the right balance of classical music to the mainstream cinema, Right. Majority of us are not classical movie enthusiasts, but we appreciate it. So you need to like give it to us in doses which we can take. Otherwise, it'll get a little boring. Yeah, and we we are not even trained enough to like appreciate the intricacies of their sur or tal or whatever. But you know, everybody can appreciate a good music. So I feel like this was a good 
pleasant soundtrack. I didn't feel I needed to forward anything. Nothing was like out of place or anything like that. So yeah. So I, I don't know where, but there was this one point where they're singing like something like Kali Ghodi or something like, you know, there's a song. I think when, when she's in the music class and she's singing there. She's doing that. And then he turns up on a black bike, like on a bullet. And I was like, oh my God, that's like a, I wonder if this is what it is. Like I'm trying to make like it, place it as like, you know, this is his Kali Ghodi. Yeah, and he turns it could up be because he does turn up in a black bike. And I liked when, you know, she's, she does get out of her riyas and she walks to the bus stop. And then, you know, people are looking at her, but she's busy like doing the taal in her head and moving around and everybody's staring at her, but she's absolutely unaware of what is going on. I thought, oh, I wish like, what passion do I have that I get lost so badly? Maybe just movies, right? Yeah, movies and listening to podcasts while we are waiting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, they always meet at this one restaurant. So now I was just looking up if it is still there. So now it is there, but I think it's called Mia Bella in Housecast. I was thinking maybe it was the Lodi. Oh, I thought so too. But then, I don't know, when I was reading it up, it said it could be Lodi Gardens. It, it felt it was the one, you know, right at the entrance of the Lodi. And I felt like they've just like up their furniture and stuff like earlier they've had like little yeah <laughs> so they so they always meet there and it's a very cute thing as well because that's a place to me there's one waiter who always comes there so i was just looking up because the waiter was very cool very you know he was a good actor so he's actually an actor and he's based in delhi so it's nice that you know they picked like people from delhi remember when we were talking about monsoon wedding you know there were cast members who are actually from delhi i feel like you know yeah. that kind of adds something to a movie which is based in the same city uh so yeah or maybe we are just partial we are super partial and biased <laughs> okay so now moving on to acting of course when we spoke about these scenes we we are talking about acting but do you have anything that stands out or anything you want to Ah, I don't know. When everyone is good, I don't know. It just doesn't feel like acting. They just feel like your friends and, you know, your or your neighbors. Yeah, everyone was so good in it. And even the dadi, right, that you were talking about. The house, things that they do in the house is also so, so real. Like she's, one scene, you know, she's just sitting in, in the dining table and she's taking the pickle out of the big jar and putting it in a bottle. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I feel like acting, um, I... Everybody made me feel like they did their part and I could recognize all of them. Like all of these scenes stood out because they all did it so well, right? Like if so many scenes are memorable and they kind of connect with you, that means everybody did justice to them. Uh, And of course, the people like the main cast members we read out in the beginning, they were all great. And I think everybody's characters were written very well. Whether it was Deepthi Nabal's father, brother, dadi, you know. And even Sai Jeffrey, right? The friendly neighborhood uh, store guy. <laughs> it was so good to see him do something like, you know, little uh, different because he usually plays this suave, flamboyant gentleman who's like very, you know, easy on the eyes and urban and he's always like little flirtatious but not ever crossing the line but little like, you know, uh, like a dil fake. I don't know how to say like uh, who wears his heart on the sleeve kind of a man but yeah they here here is playing like a panwala how do you say in english what is a panwala google it <laughs> <laughs> basically like a stall he has a stall by the streets and he sells like um and it's a very indian thing like every street will have a little shop like that yeah so yeah i think that's about it i don't think i have any other 
thing to add uh, just quickly the background music as well i felt like most of the background music was again classical instruments so i think it blended very well because the music was classical so then the background was also classical so it kind of went hand in hand versus it would be very jarring if one was not going with the other so and also uh, farooq sheikh you know you wouldn't associate him with good looking right but i that scene i remember oh my god when he meets her i was like oh god i would fall in love with him you know the scene that you were talking about where he wears his bell bottoms and then yeah. green sweater and shades oh my goodness yeah i think uh, you know probably we haven't seen his work in recent time like even chashma badur i think i'm seeing after years so so we were discussing how people who kind of you know when you see them age in front of you like you know farooq sheikh he's no more but you know you saw him work right till the end or you still seeing wahida rehman work you're still seeing tanuja on screen you're seeing amitabh bachchan so you've seen the hot dashing jab all of these people who are still there and who started when they were young so you've seen them age and now you are like the current face is what is with you but you know people like madhubala or smita patel people who passed away when they were young they are idolized as being the ultimate beauty or ultimate talent because that is the image you're left with that you know young youthful 30 something they're just frozen in time as younger people yeah and you know and they were lucky enough to have the work the quality of work they got so the odds are in their favor in the sense that if they did 30 movies and out of which even 10 were good you remember them for those 10 but had they worked like amitabh bachchan like if they worked in 100 movies and in that if still only 10 were good you probably wouldn't still see them in the same light yeah because you'd always remember their really bad movies exactly or whatever their recent work recent work is right so you're right so farooq sheikh i think you know because we've seen him get older and you know he passed away recently so when you actually see his 80s movies and you're like oh my god he was actually young and he was so good looking yeah so you forget that at one point he was good looking even like you know there are other people we are like who are going to come like i don't want to talk about it yet just when the movies come because they're all so young because we are watching all these 80s movies and they're still working and they're older so yeah okay i think it's time to wrap up but one last thing i want to say is like chashme badur actually uh, is a phrase which means to ward off evil eye so you know you usually like whenever someone says you'll say like chashme badur like you'll kind of like i don't i'm making this gesture which you can't see but it's basically you kind of trying to ward off an evil eye from someone when you meet them and that's when you say chashme badur yeah and also it's about these three friendships and how it's tested so it's kind of like chashme badur to their friendship as well so right all right so that's about it i hope you enjoyed this episode and if you have any feedback please share it with us on instagram at moviewala podcast and on twitter at moviewala pod and we'll see you guys next monday bye bye